भगवान शंकराचार्य इन अ वेरी डायरेक्ट वे आस एज दो टू हिज डिसाइपल्स दैट डू यू स्टिल रिमेंबर द पर्पज फॉर विच यू हैव टेकन अप योर वेरियस रोल्स professions as well as your various religious or spiritual identities the external costumes headgears symbol marks that are put on the body are to remind us of those principles ideals and the purpose for which we have taken up those various roles in life or taken to that particular path it is living up to those ideals that is important therefore somebody would have said you know that's why you know i don't want to take up to any of this why suppress all these desires inside you why not we just go express it and get it over with why don't we just live a life of indulgence after all we do find the objects of the world pleasurable bhagwan shankar acharya in response in response to this kind of thinking paints a very hilarious picture which is in fact a sad fact of life and a very poetical yet comical picture of the plight of a person who lives a life of uncontrolled indulgence and see how what is the condition of that person angam galitam palitam mundam dashanavihinam jatam tundam vriddho yati फ्लो अंगम गलिता try as you may put all the collagen creams or uh, do whatever you want or even have face lifts whatever it may be but angam galitam the body gets worn out it starts sagging it start becoming weak the skin starts wrinkling you cannot avoid it angam galitam palitam mundam the hair starts growing gray these days in fact even by the time you cross 30 you're already graying and life is saying that you have already moved to the other side of the hill downwards and there are many people who actually start worrying and feel sad but actually it should awaken us and it's very interesting you'll find that the gray hair first come close to your ears it comes close to your ears as though they are secretly whispering to you hey 
Hey, buddhe. Oh, old person. Wake up. Wake up. Start mending your ways. It comes first as grey patches near your hair. So, palitam mundam. Slowly, slowly, one by one, these teeth start shaking and falling off. Dashanavihinam jatam tundam. That without the, the mouth becomes devoid of even teeth. And slowly, slowly, the old man cannot even keep his or her balance and walks around with a stick shaking. But tadapina munchati asha pindam. Still, the burden of asha, hopes, expectations, desires, they do not come to an end. One doesn't get free of them. Desire never comes to an end by only trying to get the object of your desire. Now, what is desire when we actually inquire? When we do not know our own complete blissful nature, or in simple words, we are not content with ourselves. This mind conjures up a fancy and this mind extroverted starts imagining that I can get joy, happiness by the things that I create fancies about. And for that, we struggle, we strive and we get at that moment a small whiff of joy and soon after that it leaves us with a craving for more and more and more and we go on struggling. Thus desire is the result of our own ignorance and its consequent delusion that we can get happiness from these objects. There is a difference between need and desire. Need is something which is essential. But as great masters have said, there is enough in this world for each one's need, but there is not enough in this world for one person's greed. There is no end to our desires. The more we fulfill our desires, the more it leaves a craving behind, a vasna behind, which makes us go after that object of desire again and again and again. And each time, even though cheated from any permanent happiness, we helplessly, feeling that sense of incompleteness, failure, disappointment, we still crave, if not for the same object, another finite, limited, temporary object. There can be no end to desire by fulfilling desire. In fact, the great masters have pointed out that desire is like an itch. The more you scratch, 
the more you wound your skin, the more you feel like scratching. And in a modern example, these days, when everybody is into using tissues, have you ever seen a tissue box? You take out one tissue, there are three tissues waiting there. It's endless. And in fact, life ebbs away. And even as a person grows old, and as the body starts decaying, becoming weak, incapable of even probably walking towards the object of one's desire, it's so sad. And very often you see that. Sometimes as children, we used to watch and we used to find it also comical that someone who does not have teeth struggling to eat a piece of meat. Mouth is drooling, they cannot even chew. But that desire, that craving is there. It's actually sad. You remain imprisoned in a body which cannot even enjoy those objects of desires. And the unique part of desire or Trishna is, as the body becomes older, desires become multiple because of our past experiences. And it is said that Trishna becomes younger and younger and younger. And that inner struggle between the desire and its expression and its fulfillment physically is so frustrating that at old age, where we must have the freedom of wisdom, the freedom born out of wisdom, in fact, people remain a slave to their desires, ripped by these desires. Therefore, here Shankaracharya points out that if one thinks by not suppressing, but just expressing, expressing their objects of, uh, uh, expressing their desires, one can get over this pressure, this anxiety, these worries, this desperation, frustrations, disappointments, then one is deluded. Therefore, he mudamate. If desire has to be conquered, lift your mind to gain that which is permanent. Desire that. Bhaja Govindam. Don't just... That's why Sri Krishna in Bhagavad Gita also says, we cannot suppress our desires, but we can definitely direct our desires to something higher, nobler, enriching, more long-term and eventually to that which is permanent. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, Shri Krishna says, Maam ichap tum dananjaya. Desire me. Bhaja Govindam. Desire Govinda. Bhaja Govindam. Keep Govinda as your goal. Bhaja Govindam. Come to realize this Govinda, which is complete, which is infinite, and knowing which, all our desires get fulfilled because the source of happiness. So neither 
unrestrained indulgence can get rid of this pressure creating these imaginary desires in our mind nor by mere suppression which very often like we've seen the earlier verse creates a life of hypocrisy but people think that desire is in the body and therefore many a people very foolishly have denied even the necessities of the body and out of guilt frustration have tortured the body to get over desire but yet desire does not leave such a person also and therefore in the next verse the great yogi the great master the great sanyasi points out to us that life and its difficulties have to be dealt with with proper knowledge discrimination and by learning from the great masters as well as from the scriptures or get inspiration from the lives of great people and here he describes another picture earlier an old man who has lived a life of indulgence and still lives frustrated wanting desiring and here's the other person who physically may have given up all the objects living not even with the bare minimum in fact to get over the desire is torturing his body and his senses but yet in spite of all this kind of austerities desire does not leave agre vanni prishte banu ratrau chubaka samarpit janu karatal bekshas tarutal vasah tadapi na munchatyasha pashah bhajagovindam bhajagovindam govindam bhajamudamate agre vanni prishte banu ratrau chubaka samarpit janu agre vanni in front is the fire the hot sun on his back throughout the day going through these kind of sometimes austerities or can be understood that without even any clothes on his body in the daytime being scorched by the sun on his back or even then in a cold weather taking some form of warmth from the sun on his back and at night from a wayside fire pit or coal pit and when neither of this is available ratrau chubaka samarpit janu and at night with his knees surrendered to his chin which means 
sitting couched or sitting on the floor with his knees close to his chin because of the shivering cold. Karatala Bhikshaha holding only his hands and not even possessing a begging bowl, taking bhiksha or whatever food is offered in his hand and as much as his hand can hold. But tadapina munchati asha pasha. But this nose of desire still does not leave. If we understand clearly, Desire is the fancy of the mind. Body only asks for its needs as such. By denying the body its needs, if one goes through such kind of torture or such kind of denial, still it is found that the noose and you see the noose, noose is that which they put when you hang a person. It just slowly, 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 slowly strangles the person. In that way, desire is continuously strangling our minds, our peace. And therefore, tadapina munchati asha pasha. Our ignorance and delusions at a personal level manifest as the ego by which we identify with our body, mind, intellect and consider ourselves to be this individual, finite, limited, separate from others, from where arises all the selfishness, desires, likes, dislikes, etc. So, that delusion by which we consider ourselves to be this limited ego entity and its consequent external expression as desire for objects. We can keep any object away from us. In the beginning stages, if you've got strong addictions or attractions to something, yes, one has to keep it away. But still the craving continues in the mind. But having conserved the mind, if the mind is not directed to someone or something higher, that craving does not leave the mind. Very beautifully explained in the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Vishaya vinivartante niraharasya dehinaha. But one who is either ill or deprived or at this moment also during this lockdown period, many desires like going out to restaurants or parties may be curtailed. But if at this time we keep on thinking about those objects of desires, no sooner the gates open, like a volcano, these desires burst out. 
In fact, today if you read any messages, they write and everybody is thinking about what lessons we have to learn from this coronavirus. And everybody is writing philosophical things, instructing everybody with philosophy and talking such wonderful things, which is indeed great. But if the desires are still lurking in, the moment, the moment the lockdown is over, life goes back in its old patterns. It is now that we must pause and think. Think right now. What's making us feel that life can be beautiful? What's making us feel now that in spite of not having our so-called normal routine of a hectic lifestyle, yet are we at home peaceful or bored? Are we enjoying these moments with the family or even alone with ourselves? Same time, many of the things that we do for our desires are not available. And yet, are you not enjoying yourself? I hear such wonderful things that no longer people are going to restaurants, but they are sitting and learning cooking at home. Even men. And creating new, new dishes. How wonderful that you recognize that each house has got a master chef. And feeding each other. How much joy you find. Parasparam bhavayanta shreyam paramavapsyatha. In, including due to physical distancing, we may not go out to our neighbors, etc. if it's not possible. But at the same time, how are we finding our joys without many of the things we thought we couldn't live without? Many of those objects of our desires as well as enjoyments that we thought we cannot live without? Reflect right now. How with the little things, we can find so much joy. But those little things also are not meant for us to get attached to. The thing is to realize that we can do without them. And life can be more meaningful. Life can be more productive. Life can live in friendship, in giving and sharing. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, when Shri Krishna speaks about tapas and later on in Bhaj Govindam also, it will be explained that rather than living such a life of torturing your body with self-denial, and I warn again what was pointed out in the previous verse, not by unrestrained indulgence, one does not get freed from the torture of this noose of desire. Therefore, with discrimination, awareness, sit, write down how many things you thought that you were not able to live without, but you are living right now. There are things that you never did 
and you are enjoying them right now. Thus, we can train our mind to see directly. This is not just theory, philosophy, or a moment of uh, renunciation that comes about when we see challenging situations or when we are confronted with death, etc., or at least news about death. We sit and discriminate and we strengthen our mind, strengthen our devotion, strengthen our spirit of productivity and service. Then, when the gates open, you go from a caterpillar flying out like a butterfly. Puja Gurudev used to tell us one story that when he was in Uttarkashi and he had insisted to Sri Taponji Maharaj that he wants to study in Uttarkashi with under him the greatest master of spiritual knowledge. And Sri Taponji Maharaj told him that life is not going to be easier. It is very difficult. But he was determined that at any cost he will study the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, and the works of Bhagwan Shankaracharya and come to realize this truth in this life with this knowledge. Few days later, Puja Gurudev told us himself that he returned back to his Guru and said, I'm going back. So Guru said, what? Why? Now what happened to you? You insisted on coming here, now you want to go back? He said, no, no, I, 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 I don't think. He said, why? Why do you want to go back now? So he said, you know, I can't do even a little bit of tapas. So he said, what do you mean by tapas? He said, I see this one sadhu in the Ganga. He goes early in the morning in that cold water and stands there whole day and then with the sun on his back. And mind you, that's quite a tricky combination because if you're warm and then you're in cold water, it is even more chilling, not chilled out. It can be very chilling. So therefore, he said that I go and take one dip in the Ganga and I'm trembling with uh, cold and I'm beginning to have fever. How am I going to study this Vedanta without this kind of tapas? Taponji Maharaj always had just a gentle smile on his face at all times, told him, then why don't you go and ask him, make him your guru and find out how and why and for what gain he is doing such severe penance. Gurudev, as a young sadhu, went and sat on the banks and exactly at noon when the sun was in the zenith, he came out from the waters to go to the kshetra to have his one day meal. That he did not forget. 
But he came out and Pujya Gurudev, as a young sadhu at that time, asked him, he says, how do you manage to sit in that cold waters even in winter? I have seen you for days. And he started telling the story that when he was a young man and now he was pretty much old and still doing such uh, penance, he said, when I was a young man, he said that he fell in love with a landowner's or a rich man's daughter. And he was only a worker in the field. That's what he said about himself. I was only a worker in the field. But he fell in love with her. And he was a zamindar. So he said that when he found out, he whipped him and got his daughter married to someone else and told him that if you come anywhere near the village, you will be dead. And he said, frustrated, he wanted to go and commit suicide. And he met one sadhu and he cried and told him that, see, this is how he treated me. He's so evil, but I can't do anything back to him. So that sadhu told him that you go and sit in the Ganga in cold water and with the sun on your top. And you do that for years. Next life, you will be a rich man and you can get married to this girl. In fact, you can have another one also. You can get married to this girl and you can whip that father of hers. And he says, that's why all these years, and he's been doing that for 30 years, he's been doing this penance for what? Without having removed lust, anger, frustration from the mind, doing such kind of austerities does not make a person a tapasvi. Puja Gurudev came up to his guru and told him the whole story and he smiled at him and said, My dear, that is not tapas. If you can keep your mind single-pointed in contemplation towards that truth which is guided by the great masters, the men and women of realization and the scriptures, that is the highest tapas. And when the mind is on the higher, the physical conditions do not matter. Whatever comes your way, you accept. And when you accept that, your mind is not preoccupied with those desires. Thus, when in the Bhagavad Gita it is said that when a person does his or her duties diligently, one keeps away from all external fancies and fancy-created desires, frees oneself from likes and dislikes. And such a person, indeed free of desires by performance of his duty, 
whether it is family duty, personal duty, it is duty towards uh, the profession one is in, towards uh, the society, towards the nation, towards the world, towards all the creatures. When one puts one mind to the duty, one is free from all external fancies and desires. And when one does one duty as a love offering, as gratitude to the one from whom we have received everything, as a puja of, or an offering, as service, then that Bhagavad Gita points out as sattvic tapas. Not just torturing and denying and keeping desires inside. Such a person who restraining his organs of actions keep mentally thinking about the objects of the senses, then such a person Bhagwan calls as a mithyachar, as a person of hypocrisy. Thus, bhaja govindam, serve govinda, bhaja govindam, be devoted to, seek govinda, bhaja govinda, abide in that bliss, free from the tortures of finite, limited, temporary desires. Thank you for tuning in to this episode by the Chinmaya Mission. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy-to-understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.